hundred grand. Recognition flickered in his horrified gaze. Of course it did. One didn't forget stumbling onto that kind of money. Especially a small-time little shit like this one. I see we're on the same page now. Good. I, I, I didn't take your money. Who did? I don't know. His voice rose. No one. His eyes darted back and forth, a clear sign he was lying. Breakneck could almost hear him thinking, mentally scrambling for a way out, weighing his options. Give him the information? How much or how little would keep him alive? Did he dare lie? Struggle? Beg? What were the consequences of each? All animals responded to predators in the same way Breakneck knew. They fought for survival, using whatever means at their disposal. Over the years, he had seen them all. Some predators, however, were so smart, so skilled, the fight was as pathetic as it was futile. I don't want to hurt you, Matt, but I will. I'm going to count to three, and then I'm going to pull the trigger. One, he said softly. Two. Three. Okay, I found it, but I didn't move it. Who did? A name. I don't know. An email address and screening, that's all I have. It's, it's Mario Man at Yahoo. Check for yourself on my laptop. I'm Gunner 35. My password's 121288. You can get it all with that. I promise. Go see. It's all there. The kid's voice rose as he spoke. Breakneck laid a gloved hand over his mouth to quiet him. You did good, Matt. Real good. Thank you. He moved quickly, snapping the young man's neck before he had a clue what was happening. With little more than a gurgle, Matt Martin died. Chapter 2 Wednesday, January 14th, 2 a.m. Moonlight bathed the room in icy blue. Detective Mary Catherine Riggio slipped out of bed and into her robe, then crossed to the window. The full moon had transformed the winter night into a sort of twilight zone, a surreal landscape caught between daylight and dark. You okay? She looked over her shoulder to the bed, the man in it. She smiled, liking the way he looked there, the way he was looking at her. I'm fine. I couldn't sleep, that's all. Sorry I woke you. You didn't. Liar. She turned back to the window. It's beautiful. You're beautiful. She didn't think of herself that way. She never had. The proverbial tomboy, always scrambling to keep up with her five macho brothers. But he made her feel beautiful. Womanly. Dan Gallo had come into her life and made her believe in things she never had before. Marry me. She glanced back at him. Very funny. Do I look like I'm joking? MC searched his serious expression. She voiced the first thought that came into her head. You're out of your mind. Why? We hardly know each other. Six months. Not long enough. When it's right, you know it. It feels right to me, MC. He held her gaze. She pressed her lips together, panic licking at her. The past six months had been the happiest of her life. Her cousin Sam had introduced her to the handsome psychologist, then goaded her into accepting the man's invitation to dinner. She could hear her younger cousin's argument even now. What's the problem, MC? He's good-looking, single, and Italian. What more could you want? Not a cop? Check. Not a psychotic criminal? Check. Almost too good to be true. 
So she had gone on a date. That one had led to others, and within weeks to their spending all their free time together. Still, the idea of committing terrified her. The thought of losing him terrified her more. What about you, Mary Catherine? Dan asked softly. Does it feel right to you? She squeezed her eyes shut. Dear God, it did. He sat up and the blanket slipped, revealing his naked shoulders and chest. I bought a ring. You did not. His mouth curved into the crooked little grin she loved. I did. But I'm not going to let you see it until you say yes. She wanted to, but she was a cop. She'd been badly burned before. Reckless wasn't in her nature. She opened her mouth to ask for more time. Yes slipped out instead. It felt so good she said it again on a laugh. Yes, I'll marry you. He let out a whoop and jumped out of the bed. She met him halfway.